Welcome to the Homeschool Show from North Carolinians for Home Education. Our goal is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and we have as our co-host again, T.S. and Smack. Hello, again. Great to see you. Yes, love being here. <laughs> what do we got today? So today we have a great show. Um, for our homeschool news, we're going to talk about how this week is the last week to sign up for the DAS retreat. And we're also going to tell you how you can talk with NCHE mentors. Um, for homeschool conversations, you and I are going to share a conversation that we had talking about um, our goals for homeschooling our kids and also how we go about setting up our structures and flexibilities within our structure. Mm -hmm. um, Matthew, you are going to bring us some wisdom from the word and in our segment today with Homeschool Helps with Amanda, she is going to continue her series on common misinformation about homeschooling and we're going to look at do we need the state's approval to homeschool. That's right. That was a really good show today. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> so we're going to kick it off by reminding you again about these retreats coming up. It's a really great opportunity for you as moms and as dads to get away to be with uh, people who are doing what you're doing yes. uh, and who want to accomplish the same things. And the fact is we need each other. Absolutely. We need opportunities to be encouraged and informed, to be able to uh, share ideas and just to relax and to yeah. get away. And that's what these are set up for. Um, I'm going to start off with the dad's retreat because uh, this week, September 15th, the is the deadline for signing up for that retreat so you want to make sure you catch that this week yeah. um, that's at the caraway conference center uh, both retreats are at the caraway conference center near ashboro the dad's retreat is september 29th and 30th the mom's retreat is october 13th and 14th and so uh the homeschool team i mean the north carolinians for home education board and liaisons are putting together uh, a plan and program for you guys to encourage you to give you guys ways to input and encourage each other so uh, be sure you go to nche.com and find the links there for the dads and moms retreat and learn more about it and sign up yes that's awesome so i actually went to the retreat last year oh, okay and it was amazing um I actually met two friends from the retreat that um we were actually our families are actually just together yesterday really yes and then another mom from the retreat actually joined our co-op so it is a great place if you're a mom and you're looking for mom friends um it's a great place to go we had a it was a great time yeah similarly dana met somebody at the retreat oh yes and a few weeks back they came over here for dinner <laughs> and it was just an encouraging time yeah so. Something it's, to think about. Yeah, it's a great time. Um, and I will say last year, the, it was extremely diverse. Um, we had people from all over the place, all different languages. It was it was perfect, yeah. That's great. Yeah, it was Super great encouraging. Another thing I want to encourage you about is to let you know that we have a mentorship uh, opportunity for you because we have NCHE mentors yes. who have a lot of experience who've been serving homeschool families for many years and have all the up-to-date um, information from the, from the laws and uh, from what's going on in the homeschool world and a lot of experience. And if you want to just be able to talk with these, these are virtual uh, appointments that you can make. So you can go to our website, nche.com slash online-homeschool-mentoring and you'll be able to see a whole list of people on our NCHE team who are ready to talk to you. Basically, 
you can click on uh, any of these mentors and it'll show a calendar and you can pick the time that fits your schedule best. It'll set up an appointment with them automatically and a, a Zoom link and you'll be able to meet with them and ask anything you want. Yeah. Uh, whatever you're going through, whatever your questions are, uh, anything you want to troubleshoot and they'll be glad to help you. Uh, you can find out more about how to do that there, but I do want to say that getting a mentor meeting is uh, a part of the benefits of being a member of NCAG. So if you join NCAG, uh, you'll be able to get that mentor session as a part of your benefits. So if you want to check that out, you can go to ncag.com join and find out more about being a member. Okay, for homeschool conversations today, we're going to have a conversation. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do so um, you have four kids. Yes. And how many of them you feel like are homeschooling or are you the of the mindset everybody's homeschooling? So I'm kind of everybody homeschools. Okay. Um, of course, you have different levels. I have a one-year-old, three-year-old, six-year-old, and 14-year-old. I'm a 14 is going to high school this year. Ooh. So we're beefing up for her. Okay. Um, my six-year-old is starting kindergarten this year. Um, he sits in a half. So we're doing kindergarten a little later. Um, and then my three-year-old and my one-year-old are kind of doing what I call baby school preschool we do like learning games learning okay. toys that kind of stuff so nice. yeah yeah so so what's been one of your concerns or challenges starting in the high school um so i don't really feel like i have one high school specific okay. my challenge with homeschooling period mm -hmm. is the balance between schedule and flexibility yeah um which i think we even talked about before do you do a time schedule? Do you do schedule blocks? Like yeah. how much time am I, you know, with my oldest child? Do I schedule out for her? Do I just give it to her and let her schedule mm -hmm. it? That's where I, every year I'm like, um, yeah. yeah. What about you guys? I don't know. You've been homeschooling forever. You have a And interestingly, kids, that's, <laughs> that's about life too. Yeah. I mean, homeschool, but even as I think of managing work and all the different things of life, I was just thinking about this yesterday. Because now that we're off summer and kind of getting in, I'm thinking, I need a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think, man, I love being flexible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, you know, the, yeah. both of those are true. Um, I do think structure is important. Yes. It keeps us focused. It keeps us disciplined. Yeah. It keeps us doing things that we don't feel like doing. Flexibility yeah. sometimes turns into, I don't really feel like doing yeah, that yeah. right now. And I think I've seen in homeschools a bit of a, some extremes. Yeah. Right? Some homeschools really turn into, we're not really doing anything. <laughs> and very I, not very many people admit it. Yeah. But <clears throat> every once in a while it bubbles out. We're not really doing much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the end, we can say that's okay in some ways for some seasons. Yeah. But then in the long term, we need to say, that's not our goal. Yeah, exactly. Our goal is to prepare our kids. Yeah. For what God has for them and for life and doing nothing probably isn't doing That's that. That's not it. Yeah. So, um, but then the other side is, man, flexibility is so good. Yeah. Um, so I would say that the middle ground is to, to have uh, a loose structure, right? Where you at least have some things that you're going for. Okay. Um, and I think kids like it when they know what's going to happen. Yeah. Do your kids like it? My they kids do. are always yeah. like, what's for breakfast? I know. What are we doing tonight? Yeah. Coming over? <laughs> you know, 
They want to know. And so yeah. if you say, here's the plan, they're like, okay, yeah, I can go to sleep tonight. And my son, Jago, is, that's his personality. He likes to know what's yeah. happening, what's coming next. I mean, he wants to know what's happening next Tuesday at 7 o'clock. And I have to be like, dude, one day at a time, yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I think sure. there's a mental preparation. Absolutely. So I think that's helpful. Let's have a plan. Okay. But let's do two things with that plan. Number one is it's a very realistic plan yeah. that has space in it. Yes. And number two, we can change the plan. Yeah. And that's not a failure. Yeah. It's an adjustment for the needs of the day. Which is also a skill we want to give to our kids too, right? right? Because you have to learn how to be flexible or yep. adaptable because things happen. So, yeah. That's my, okay, I'm planning the school, this, you know, schedule. And I had my first one, which was all the times. Yeah. And I sat there and I looked at it and just prayed over it. And I felt like. 10.03. Yeah, <laughs> and then no. about six minutes for transition because that's just a bit of a controlness in my personality. Yeah. And I remember when I did a, a little bit of preschool last year because I do like to have that one-on-one -on -one time with all my kids, even when they're babies. So baby school, um, my one-year-old, he doesn't walk yet. And although I am not forcing him to walk and I want him to wait, I do spend a little time every day with his little walker and we yeah. spend time with the blocks and all the little baby stuff. But either way, last year for preschool, I had one of those schedules where it was like, okay, I'm going to do like four minutes of yoga with Nova and then we'll read a book for about three minutes and then we'll do the piano for like seven minutes because I know she needs no more than 20 minutes. And then yeah. I'm like looking at my clock and my timer constantly and I'm like, I don't even think I'm enjoying the children yeah. at all because I'm just so focused on my schedule. So I'm like, okay, I'm just, that's my. And what I like about <laughs> what you were doing though is being intentional. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I'm going to think of a variety of things. I'm going to set time aside yeah. to do that. That's the good part of that. Okay. <laughs> it's really good. Um, and I'm thinking through that. Like, here are the different things I want to do. Yes. And then just relax and enjoy yes. it. <laughs> and exactly. if you don't get to all of them, it's okay. it doesn't matter. Because at least I spent some good quality time with my child. And I was still intentional in that time. So. That's right. So, yeah. You so can pick it up the next day. Exactly. Wherever you left the off. The next time. So yeah, so that's my big challenge. Now, what about you guys with your different ages of your kids and different seasons? Mm -hmm. What's your, I don't know, challenge or? I would say, I would say similarly uh, as an issue of structure. Okay. Really is one of them in the sense that we just took Hannah, our fourth child, to college. Oh my goodness. And so <clears throat> one of the things that becomes obvious is this homeschool kid is going from not a lot of structure to lots of structure. Okay. And so one of the parenting questions is, have I prepared them for mm. that? Is that going to be a shock or okay. honestly, from what I hear, most students from homeschool kill it in college. Yeah. And they just, they just walk into structure <laughs> and go, got All it. Right. <laughs> no big deal. And I think that's because they're healthy yeah. and they know how to that's learn good. and it's no big deal. Um, some kids, though, I think would be shocked. And okay. so I'm thinking as I have, you know, a couple of high schoolers right now, they, they need a little more of the experience. And I'm just speaking not from homeschool in general, but from our okay. homeschool. Absolutely. Um, they need a deadline. Okay. Like that paper's due. <laughs> you didn't turn it in? F. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like, oh, you can do it next week. Yeah. <laughs> because that's how we are. It's just, yeah. And I think. I think that's, again, the balance. Where's the balance Absolutely. of you have to uh, deliver at a deadline? Absolutely. And sometimes that means, or what that means is, you have to learn 
to manage your time. Absolutely. And discipline yourself. Absolutely. And say no to this and pay for it. Yeah. If you don't. Yeah. And if everything is so fudgy, you just you just get to push it down the road. Um, I don't think it teaches some of those things. Yeah. So as I'm coming into this new year, I'm thinking we're going to have some due dates. <laughs> Bring it down the That are a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. Now, that doesn't mean, especially for high schoolers, um, I think they need a schedule. But my general approach is you can make your own schedule. Okay. And I will approve it. So that way, they're still taking ownership. Absolutely. And they're thinking, what order do I want to do my subjects in? When do I want to get up? When, you know, and so there's some of that to where you have to manage yourself. And if you get your stuff done, okay. If you don't get your stuff done, let's look at your schedule. Okay. Or let's look at your management. Or let's look at the things that are distracting you. And you help them. All right, it's time again for some wisdom from the word, and we're going to continue our discussion on how to deal with conflict, uh, how to deal with fighting. And of course, we want to do that from a biblical perspective. Uh, We're discussing what are some biblical principles for dealing with conflict and uh, problems and differences in our relationship. In a context, of course, as we're uh, raising our families, as we're discipling them, as we're creating a home culture. Uh, that we want to establish peace, we want to establish good relationships. Last week, we talked about the first two things. One was give space, and the second was check yourself. So now we want to go into the third principle, which is get rid of anger. We know that anger and bitterness is very harmful to our own souls. In Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, Paul talks about not being angry in sin, and not letting the sun go down on our anger. He even warns that it gives a foothold uh, to Satan if we leave bitterness and anger in our hearts. So this is the first thing we need to do. If we're having a conflict, if something's going wrong, we need to deal with our anger. I can tell you for sure that if I'm angry about something, and then I try to talk to my children, or I try to talk to my wife about it, it is not going to go well. I can pretty much guarantee you that that is not going to be a fruitful conversation if I come in anger. So I know that this is a really important step to make sure that those conversations um, are fruitful. We can also understand that there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. It only takes one person to forgive. It takes two people to reconcile. So even if that person doesn't acknowledge their sin, doesn't repent, doesn't apologize, I can release them of their sin Uh, anyway. Reconciliation is when two people uh, are put back together, their relationship is restored because of confession and repentance and because sin, uh, because trust is going to be earned back. So at this point in the process, we're not talking about reconciliation. We're just talking about forgiveness, removing that uh, anger or bitterness in our own hearts. Then we're going to be in a much better position to go talk to them. So uh, that's the, the third principle is let go of anger. The fourth principle is to love. And at this point, of course, uh, when we are hurt or when there's a conflict, one of the most uh, uh, common things that we do is to withdraw. Um, Now, some of us are more aggressive, like we're going to fight. We've already talked about that. You need to cool it and you need to back up. 
The other thing we can't do is withdraw. Um, sometimes that turns into be very manipulative, and we're trying to let them know how unhappy we are, and they get the cold shoulder and all of this kind of thing. Well, that is not the attitude of Christ. In fact, he says that we can even love our enemies. Wow, that is, of course, very difficult. We don't want to think of our uh, family that way, but if we can love our enemies, we can certainly love someone that we're frustrated with or upset at the time. So what does that mean? That means that um, I'm able to choose not to fight that person. Love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. It does not insist on its own way, as it says in 1 Corinthians 13. And instead, I'm going to do what, it, what Jesus says um, we do to our enemies. We bless them. Uh, we pray for them, you know, and so we want to do those things instead. So what can you do to take a step of love and goodness toward that person that even you're in conflict with? Again, that's going to go a long way to uh, getting that relationship in a place where you can deal with whatever the problems might be. So we have let go of anger, love, and the last one is pray. And so this is an opportunity to lift them up to the Lord, um, whatever it might be going on at the time, where you're going to be asking God to work in their lives, to bless them, um, to speak to them about whatever that concern is or whatever that problem is or whatever that sin is that might be going on. And during prayer, you can also ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? Ask Him to lead you and give you wisdom in how to handle that situation. And He certainly will. He's promised to give us wisdom. Now, some of you might be thinking, wow, we are already on principle number five, and we haven't even talked to this person yet. And I want to point out, yeah, that's right, because most of the time, as I said before, we jump in and make a mess of it. So it's way better when we give them space, when we check ourselves, when we let go of anger, when we do an act of love, and when we pray. I mean, think about it. What if we did this every time? Wouldn't we be having some much more helpful, fruitful conversations? Now, it's possible to have to be able to be in the situation and immediately deal with it, okay? But the way that we do that is when all of these attitudes and all of these qualities that I'm talking about are just the normal part of our lives when, we re, when we're walking in maturity and walking in love, and then things come up and we can immediately deal with them. So it doesn't mean, oh, you have to take two weeks before you can do anything. Uh, but this is the biblical way, the mature way uh, to handle conflicts in our relationships and it's not easy and uh, I'll just confess even though I know these principles I continue to struggle with them I continue to pray I want to be uh, patient and kind and, and gentle so that's our prayer and let's pray that we can set that tone uh, in our homes and the Lord can change us in this way So today, Amanda will continue her series on misinformation um, regarding homeschools. And so today we get to look at, do we need the state's approval for homeschooling? All right, let's find out what the answer is. Yes. Welcome to Homeschool Helps with Amanda. I'm Amanda Wares, Homeschool Helps Director with NCHE. Today, we're going to continue with our misinformation series, as there seems to be a lot of misinformation out there about homeschooling. Also, 
this could double as a homeschool reality moment because my homeschool reality right now is that our school year schedule has started, which includes sports practice for my son, and I'm sitting in the car waiting for him. So welcome to my homeschool reality. And so back to misinformation. Today's misinformation topic is, do we apply for a homeschool license? Another way to put that, are we asking for the state's approval of our homeschool? What do you think? I can tell you that there is more confusion about this topic than you would ever imagine. But I see it, I hear it regularly out there in social media world, in emails, in phone calls. So the answer is no, we are not applying for a homeschool license. We are not asking for the state of North Carolina's approval in order to have the right to homeschool our children. You, as the parent, have the right to homeschool your children and to educate them in the way that you see fit. And when you file a notice of intent to homeschool, you are informing the Division of Non-Public Education that you are intending to homeschool your children. You are not asking for their permission. You are not getting a homeschool license. You are filing a notice of intent to homeschool. Now, are there certain provisions that you have to provide to some hoops you have to jump through to open that homeschool? Yes, you have to be a parent or guardian within that household. You have to be a person with a high school diploma, GED, or equivalent, at least. Um, you have to name your homeschool. So there are some qualifications within that notice of intent that you have to provide, but you're not asking for permission. You're not getting a license. Nobody is giving you the right to educate your child at home. That right already exists. You're just filing a notice of intent. So I really hope that helps today. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We would love to hear from you. So send your questions and your feedback to the homeschool show at nche.com. And please help others find the show by subscribing, by rating, by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. And if you think that this show would be an encouragement or if it would be um, helpful to your family and your friends, please share it with them. Um, you can do so on YouTube or you can subscribe as a podcast. And if you want more information on that, go to nche.com slash the homeschool show. Until next week, continue to homeschool with confidence and joy.